Hello, and welcome to the Steel City X-Wing Podcast. I am the guest, Jack Gibbons, he, him, call sign Furfree. And I'm the guest that just never left. I'm here <laughs> today with uh, our host, Drew. Hey, everybody. I'm Drew, he, him, call sign uh, that guy. And yeah, I'm the guy that took way too long to figure out the topic of our of today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> so getting into the topic, um, we're just going to dive right into it. What are what we're going to talk about today is building a list around having basically all of your pilots be the same initiative. That's going to be the premise, whether it's a good idea, whether it's a bad idea. Um, yeah. So we're going to start with some of the neutral points, whether they're good or bad is hard to tell. Move on to the problems, difficulties, and then we'll fin- finish up with why we think you should do it. Um, so Drew, I know you're, uh, I know you're really your best list that I've, I know you as, <laughs> um, if I see this list on the table, I, I'll always think of you. Um, oh, it shows you care. It does, <laughs> but it's really a great example of one of the neutral points. Um, so he runs four of the special forces ties. Yep. Four, uh, four Omegas with fanatical advanced optics and special forces gunner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what that list has that kind of makes it neutral, whether it's good or bad, it's what I'd call a mini swarm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got four ships that have the same dial. Um they have the same hit points. You're not having to switch back and forth between tracking how many hull points this ship has versus the other. Yeah, it's, it's not really good or bad, but I mean, not just the li- not the list. You're really good with that list, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. I have the most. This is the list that I have the most seat time with. Yeah. I mean, this is a very low floor, low ceiling kind of list. Um, extremely low risk, but mediocre reward, kind of like that middle of the road. Um, you fly these things in a block of four, nobody's going to joust you with it um, because thanks to the Special Forces Gunner, if you have that turret pointing forward, that's four three dice attacks. And if you spend a focus token, uh, you know, your focus token, you can change one of the blanks to a hit. Yeah. So it's like you're throwing out like at bare minimum two results 75% of the time. Give or yeah. take. I and would then, say probably more than that, but yeah, I'm not and I'm then, not willing to do the math on it. No, I, I'm not either. And then with fanatical, once that kicks in, you're putting out a result, God, what like bare minimum two results what 90 sounds right 90 to 100 almost 100 percent of the time so it's just one of those scary consistent lists no frills there's not really a whole lot to it i mean yeah and you've got four 
remarkably durable ships, two agility, mm-hmm. six hit point ships. Yep. But you've got some penalties on that. Some of the cons that this kind of list have. Your what are they? I threes. They're I threes. Um, so actually, they're... we're just going to roll this neutral point. One neutral point that I could come up with, which was. <laughs> You, you got ships that are the same chassis. We're going to roll out right into the cons. Yeah, I mean, the cons with something like this, the right threes, mm-hmm. they're only uh, two attack uh, natively. Right. And, you know, you need to have that turret one way or the other. Um, right. I mean, and mm-hmm. even in general with ships that are the same initiative, you're gonna going to have more more likely than not if you're running at an eight ship swarm you're going to be at i1 if you're yeah. running a uh six ship uh swarm you're probably going to be around i3 six four Usually. to six ships you're going yeah, to be around i3 yeah i3 maybe the very rare and occasional i4 yeah there's a, there's a couple um, of those four ship i4 swarms that are terrifying out there Mm -hmm. oh well yeah um (laughs) but generally the higher the initiative in your list Mm -hmm. the fewer hit points you get wouldn't you agree yeah i mean the fewer overall hit points and also the fewer on the chassis because once you start getting into that higher initiative you're looking at more of your aces Yep. which are going to be in those very fast moving uh you know fragile fragile ships i mean you gotta be a little careful whenever you're going up there you know going up that high but for ex- one of the examples on that is what we've been calling the imperial i6 triple sixes um that's soon tier Va- vader and vader the x1 and, uh, and uh, x1 uh, vader and yeah, that's actually Vader and uh, Re. Um, it's three I sixes that yes, they chose those three ships because they are the same initiative because they have the best initiative. But all told, that has mm. eight hit points. Uh, five. No. Uh, yeah, I was three for five, eight, eleven hit points. Eleven, eleven total. Yeah. All of it behind three agility, but... Oh, yeah, but, I mean, variance does happen, and Zoom Tier does have a tendency to blank. I mean, your four SFs can do 11 damage in one shot. Well, four shots, but... Yeah, one round. Yeah, it's like, if if I catch... If if <laughs> I don't want to say if I catch Zoom Tier, because if I catch Zoom Tier with that block my opponent was flying absolutely horribly uh, it's, it is doable it is doable but very few and far between but you know you're you're looking at guys like Suntir or um, Von Reg over on First Order in those very fast moving but very fragile ships um, although they're hiding behind three agility like I said variants can still happen yeah, and there is a first order th- triple six list. Actually, there's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I showed you that one, and you're gonna be fine. That I'm betting. 
At least I'll see it on a tabletop at some point. I think you have actually, but yeah. I digress on that. But um, again, the idea here being you're picking the ships not because of their pilot ability, but solely based on they're an I six. Like Von Rick also, has an ability, but you're not grabbing yeah. him for that. You're bringing him along because he's an I six. Because he's an I six, and this is this is a little bit more of a um, I don't want to quite say a con, but kind of that very odd gray area, because you have although there are three I sixes, they're three completely different ships mm-hmm. um, that all have completely different dials and right. you know abilities. Quick draw is the classic. You lose a shield. Spend one, you know, your one charge to get a bonus shot. Uh, problem is, though, if quick draws the the main target, you may only get that one shot off. Yeah, quick draw um, is always the first target because if you burn quick draw yeah. down in one turn, especially when there's no one in front of quick draw, it's a bad day. But speaking it's a of ships, very that, bad day. Speaking <laughs> of ships that move differently, my. Uh, Ketsu Guri to Pusk list. Oh. That is three ships that move incredibly differently. Mm-hmm. They do not want to stay next to each other on the table. You've got a Ever. slow utility ship in the Hawk. You've got the Lancer that lives up to its name. And then you've got Guri who goes into the middle of the board and then decides where she wants to be that turn or ever. <laughs> <laughs> Gurry doing gurry things. Yeah. Um, now, some of the other cons I had listed. Um, often, if you're looking at something like an I3 instead of an I2, you're going to be paying a point to go up that, yeah. go up from the two to the three. Could that mm-hmm. point be used better elsewhere in your list? Or does the flexibility make more sense to have that higher agility or higher initiative also if for example like some of these ships it opens up the talent slot you're paying for that talent slot but you might not have the points to use it and depending on what faction you're running you may not have a good generic uh you know talent that would fit across everything yeah, I mean, not, first order, first order, yeah, fanatical. Um, not every faction yeah. has a one point upgrade that lets you reroll it every time you roll blanks. Essentially, every faction doesn't <laughs> yeah. doesn't give you uh, discipline. Uh, I would argue heroic <laughs> is way better than disciplined. Oh. And then some of your uh, factions <laughs> give you upgrades like synchronized consoles oh which hey they're good if you've got you uh munitions sort of sort of um if someone in your list can get that target lock um (laughs) the other the other con is often you wind up paying for a pilot ability you might not necessarily need especially if you get into the I four, I five, and I six range. Yeah. So you you are paying for that. Um, 
like Tapusk's ability is great, but you've got uh, Gamut Key at I3, who is in the same chassis, has a much better pilot ability. You've also oh, got yeah. uh, an I4 and an I3 and Paylob and Torkoal, who have uh. some of the most amusing pilot abilities in the game. They are broken. They, no, let's, they're let's not. Just they're call fine. The just don't be in arc. <laughs> okay. Paylob's good old fashioned hocus pocus. Now I've got your focus. Uh, um, just don't be in their arc. That's all. Right. <laughs> um, but, but often things like the Torquil list that Mm-hmm. was so good back just before uh, Sun, uh, Sun Fact came out, which was uh, Torkoal, Seavor, and three of I, three of the not Kirax. Uh, ta-ta-ta. Oh, Ooh, right. Wow, yeah, Kirax. Three yeah. Black Sun Aces. So you've got three eyes. Three three dice guns, two two dice guns, and I think you get Moldy Crow on that once for a third three dice gun, and it picks someone. They shoot last, and then they eat a whole a bunch of blaster, whole bunch of stuff. But you might, with that list, decide to go instead of with the Black Sun Ace, go with the Cartel Marauder. In fact, let me build this list. Yeah, see. I mean, that's a point difference. Yeah. And it doesn't matter to the ship that Torquil made shoot last. Right. Because they're still shooting last. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can absolutely fit Moldy in there. And you've got, yep, as I recall, it was three Black Suns with crack shot. So that it didn't, well, it's not that anymore, but. Yeah. Still. <laughs> Still, it, it used yeah. to be crack uh, Black Suns. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it's a nasty list. It still is. It's not quite, doesn't Legal. quite work now, but it still three ships, four ships firing three dice at a target. And that has been jammed and is shooting at mm-hmm. I zero is scary. Yeah, I mean, but, that's that's always a very scary thing to try and look at. It goes, oh, wait a minute. My I-6 is now zero. Yeah, and you paid for that I-6. And, and you, yeah, you paid big for that six. But if your I-6 is in Torquil's firing arc, you made a mistake somewhere along the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so... But yeah, again, we were talking about some of the penalties. Maybe you're running all I-5s. You want the I-5 Hawk so that you got a little more flexibility. You have to leave Torkoal on the bench. I Mm -hmm. run back to Scum because that's what I know. There are these kinds of examples across all the factions where there is a fantastic ability on a ship that is not the initiative that the rest of your list is. Um, so let's move on to some of the uh, the pros here. Um, 
some of the advantages, some of the good things about running all the same initiative. This is the part of the conversation that I really enjoy because I've run, been running a lot of similar initiative lists. Um, like I will intentionally choose to do this for this reason. So the first advantage, just straight out of the gate on your turn, the first thing you do after you've set your dials is you reveal a dial and you move a ship. You activate your ship. If all of your ships are the same initiative, you pick one. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter which one. You get to choose. Yeah, you pick um, one and go. And sometimes that's that's a huge advantage because you can pick the one that is that you don't know if it's going to clear. And then adjust the rest of your, not dials, but the rest of your actions accordingly. Mm -hmm. um, or you choose the ones that you know are going to clear and do the one that you think is going to bump last. Or you can do what I've done with my Guriketsu list and move the ship that can move slower first and the ship that wants to move faster slides up and bumps into that slow ship. Meaning that this ship that is designed to go incredibly fast and cover the board suddenly has the ability to do a one straight um, or effectively stall. Now that can be considered fortressing if you do it for a while, but if you're just trying to get that turn where they weren't expecting to have to face that big gun, I think it's a perfectly legitimate move. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at all the Gorin uh, swarm players. You know, I got my eyes on you. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just bump. Or, uh, what was it? Uh, aileron bump, get in action. Aileron bump, get in action. Oh. Leapfrog every turn. Oh, I'm glad I haven't actually played against that list. Mm -hmm. um, the other weirder reason that I like doing the self bump is 95% of the game, you're either at a 90 degree angle or a 45 degree angle. If you're running something like Guri, and you get her off of that angle by doing a banked bump into someone, it means that the math no longer works. And as a feel player rather than a math player, yes, as someone who looks at it and says, yeah, that feels like it'll fit, not that should fit, I trust the, yeah, that should fit or that feels like it'll fit more than I trust the mathematically that will fit. Um, so I feel that it gives 
me personally an advantage to have my ships, yeah, I'll set them up straight, but if I get it's a physical game on the table and my ships are rarely perfectly straight. Um, So kind of the way I duplicate that on tabletop is by causing an intentional bump with the banked maneuver. It's honestly, I feel a strong, solid idea. If you think I don't know how you feel about that kind of thought, Drew, that being not on a 90 or a 45 is good or bad. Um, I know it is detrimental to someone who's flying a swarm in formation. Uh, I mean, if you're flying at that 40, 90 or 45, you know, you have a very good idea of where you're going to be that next turn, mm-hmm. um, especially whenever you're flying a block. And if you get that occasional self bump or get that kind of weird angle, it kind of screws up where, where you think you need to be on the flip side though. It gives you a little, a couple of extra degrees that maybe you weren't expecting to have an arc Mm -hmm. where you just go, Oh, that worked. Okay. Here's a shot. I wasn't expecting to take. Um, I'm a little indifferent. I, it, whenever it comes down to you know my my SFs, I do like kind of having them at that 45 or that 90. Mm-hmm. But I know you Whereas like going I'm, to the 45 more than you like being bored perpendicular. Yeah, that that 45 kind of um, it kind of helps keep everything in a position that can move not only move but i i have the turnarounds um, right it's easier to make them turn around and just kind of covers a little bit more of the angle that that would be needed uh to successfully get shots on target makes sense um so the other part of the activation phase is you do an action and some Mm -hmm. ships out there have upgrades that let them coordinate so they can give other ships actions yep i'm I'm looking at gleb (laughs) um and some ships can just natively coordinate and that's fine too but so if if your utility ship is at a different initiative than the rest of your list that's when you get your coordinate action out there that's when you get the ability to share the love from that ship. Mm-hmm. Um, if, however, you have your utility ship be the same initiative, the same pilot skill as your ace or your hitter or the rest of your list, you get to move that utility ship up either before or after your ship has moved. Um, so if you're moving Gleb up before, you can chuck his stress off. The ship you coordinated does a blue move, gets rid of the stress. That's great. Or you can just not really worry about 
the glove carrier's stress and they can clear that on their own. But you get to move up after everyone's moved and throw that last second barrel roll out of arc for someone or a, hey, I don't know if I'm going to survive this. I need an evade action or that extra last minute bit of safety. It kind of acts like a pocket advanced sensor. Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's a great help for like the ship you bumped or mm-hmm. um, you for know, example, maybe you... For example, Go if ahead. you had a self bump earlier where you wanted a ship to stay to drive slow and hey, your yeah. other ship can now come up and toss a token to that one. Yeah, or if you know you really need this one ship to just flat out die, yep. throw out a, a double mod. You know, oh, yeah. and then that way you're sitting there going, okay, you need to take a lot of heat. Yeah. But you also you have the choice of when you're doing that. You have the yeah, maybe your utility ship's gotten too far out of the freight and you need the uh, ship it's gonna coordinate to move towards the utility ship, or vice versa. Um, but yeah, pocket advanced sensors is Really a great way to look at that one. Um, or just, hey, extra action after you've moved. The other, the next thing you do after you've moved, after you've done your actions, is you get to shoot. <laughs> and again, if all your ships are the same initiative, it makes it simple. Oh, Well, yeah. actually, it makes it more complex because... I- you get to choose. You don't yeah. have to say, yeah. oh, well, your ships shoot, your two ships shoot, and then two of my ships shoot, and then this other back and forth. You just say, all right, all these ships are going to shoot, and then here's my block of shooting, and then I can worry about what's happening later. Or Yeah, I mean, you can versa. go down your list and just go, okay, you, 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 you. Or in the case of the swarms, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Did he shoot? No, no, I'm pretty sure he did. Okay, now this guy. <laughs> yeah. I know a, one of the local players would put uh, markers on each when he was flying his droid swarm, would put a marker mm-hmm. on the sh- ship once it had fired. So we knew that one's done, on to the next one. Yep. Um, so speaking of this guy, this guy, this guy, what order would you shoot ships in? Ooh. I mean, if you're given all your shots, you've got a range three shot with a focus, you've got a range two shot with a focus, and you've got a range one shot with a focus target lock. Who shoots first? Ouch. Uh, personally, it would have to be target priority. Um, well, we're going, these are all three <laughs> your ships targeting the same target. Okay, tar- usually you want your range three guy, uh, get rid of your worst shot first, and then just kind of work your way into your best shot. Yep. Um, that's usually you want your throwaway to like maybe force them to spend a token, maybe knock a shield, who knows. And then you want that best shot, that range one target lock focus to just line up and just hopefully wipe whoever it is clean off the board. Oh, yeah. So you would say from your worst, yes, worst to best. 
Um, there's a couple things that might change that. Um, if your best shot has a deplete token on them, still doesn't really change anything. But if the target has a strain, yeah, what what does that do to your uh, choices? I mean, that makes it a little bit trickier um, because if you're taking your worst shot, with, if it would be your range three, now you're just essentially going up against somebody who has their base uh, agility back. Right. Uh, so then might you and take, then what's hmm, then would you look at it and say, I'm going to take my best shot first to, to get the most advantage out of that strain or would you try and burn whatever defensive mods they had off? Like, I don't know the answer here. Neither do I. I mean, each person is going to be different. Personally, I would say capitalize as best as you can on your best shot if they have a strain or uh, um, a stress that you can capitalize off of. Right. Uh, I would say do that and then go from... Uh, outside in but still it is that very that is a gray area yeah because that strain falls off as soon like right after you attack right so it's just that uh, Um, really weird so the next question if you've got a ship that causes something to happen after it shoots like, for mm-hmm. example, Captain Seavor, who after he t- attacks, he gets to spend a charge and give a jam to his target. Essentially, there's more Pretty just much. text than that. So where <laughs> does Seavor shoot in the uh, in the firing order? Mm-hmm. Oh, this one, there's an answer to Drew. It's first. Seavor, <laughs> if he has a charge always shoots first yeah yeah i i never fly c4 uh my my argument would be uh greedo gunner Mm. uh greedo gunner also needs to be on an i6 yes but but if for some reason you're running like bosk i mean you know you want to like an i4s or something um no, you know, normally you want to any ability that can like help your attacks or in return punish you, you probably want on your first shot. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we are all of your ships are engaging at the same engagement window, something mm-hmm. like Greedo, who is when you attack, spend a charge, change a hit to a crit. When you defend, if your charge is active, change a hit to a the attacker can change a hit to a crit. Yeah, something that Greedo needs to be that pilot needs to shoot before they defend, um, because you're attacking in the same window. It's going to be no no one is going to be attacking you before the rest of your ships get to shoot. Um, but someone like ketsu whose ability is hey if i hit you you get a tractor token yeah (laughs) um any type of debuffing attack 
mm-hmm. is probably going to be your first shot. Um, Usually, yeah. yeah. Anything that's going to take away defensive mods or defensive dice, chuck that out first. And then you go and you try and burn off defensive mods. You save your big shot for last. And this is the flexibility that I think having your whole list be the same initiative gives you. Um, Now, like I've seen some great lists, some amazing lists that have initiatives all over the place. But if you've got a a list out there where you've got an I-6 that is your heavy hitter and the rest of your list just kind of shoots yeah your first shot into people is going to be your best shot that is the shot they're going to be the most modded against the most able to defend against maybe they aren't going to want to spend their mods against that shot because they've got other shots coming in but if you're running something like a, a heavy Poe who's I-6 running a three-die gun, he can get that focus target lock every turn. It's terrifying, but it is the first shot that's going to happen in a round. If you're running up against a Rebel or, well, Rebel Han, Scum Han also <laughs> yeah. exists. Scum, but Scum Han also exists, but he's a little... I mean, yeah. he can get up to four dice. Five? At range one. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Five, yeah, five at range one. Four normally. But... Yeah. Um, range one, one obstructed is tricky to arrange. Range one obstructed on a stressed opponent if you have the, t- uh, yeah. have the title. Yeah, that's, that's a dream shot right there. It happens. Still. It happens more than... Actually, yeah. you'd be surprised, yeah. but still, it's, you have to set it up, and he is I six, mm-hmm. so he can set it up. Yeah, he can, which is the great thing. Um, and you can run three scum sixes. You've got your Dengar, Han, and Fenrau. You got a little bit of room to season the taste there, and that's yeah. three ships that are the same initiative. They can again attack in any order they want. And their I six, they're probably attacking first. Um, unless you're running up against another I six, and then who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you're going up against the you know Imperial sixes, watch out for Vader. Watch out for all of them. Yeah, watch out for all of them. Um, maybe not Sienna so much, but it, uh, she's yeah, still so a much. three agility, three health, three attack ship. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, those interceptors are not to be ignored. No, 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 no. Um, They'll get behind you, they'll get beside you, and, yeah, you'll have no way to try and catch them or counteract them. Yep. And the only thing to do against interceptors is slow down. Let them overshoot. Yep. But that, that doesn't always work. Against skilled opponents, if it's it is a uh, challenge for another conversation. Yes, very much so. Um, 
So in general, I would say that having your list be the same initiative gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, it does cost some in points in sometimes in getting that I six because you want to have more hit points. Sometimes in you know, your list is only going to be I threes, but you got a bunch of them. Sometimes mm -hmm. you're going to have ones, but you got a whole bunch of them. And you get to make the decision of who's going to move when, who's going to shoot when, and you get to make sure that your opponent is in the worst possible shape before they take the biggest shots. Um, do you think, is there anything you want to add to that, Drew? Uh, I don't really think so, other than, you know, the same initiative uh, flying is, you know, it, it's great, especially if you're trying to learn a, a new ship. If you, you just fit as many of the generics as you can, just fly like i don't know three four naked generics um it's a great way to learn a ship um because mm -hmm. then you, you have know, to it, you have to figure out what that dial does you have to um you you're able to come up with some very interesting uh combos um like uh red for instance you know i've i've mentioned in our uh first order episode if you haven't listened to that, please go do so. Uh, where we actually talk about the small variations and the history of um, my four SF list compared to his five SF list. Mm -hmm. um, you know, both it does of allow, which are terrifying. <laughs> both of which are terrifying. Um, you know, bo both of which are just scary consistent. Uh but you're, you know, not only can you just take the shots whenever you feel like it, you're able to move whenever, whenever you're able to. And yeah, just circle it back to great way to learn a ship, uh, ship chassis. And that has reminded me of the other option for the other advantage to moving in any order that you can is you can have one of your ships basically hold a spot for another one of your ships. Mm -hmm. so you put one of your ships out there someone runs into it the ship that's behind it is doing a one forward that's you know that spot's going to be clear because there was a ship there last turn yep um and you just move it out of there and there you go that's it yep so i would say it's probably worth a few points um or sacrificing like a solid ability to get that flexibility. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think I would spend more than three or four points per ship for that. Um, I mean, I, I am running Guri Ketsu to Pusk. The only one I would trade down is to Pusk, and he's only there only a couple points cheaper for Gamut. So 
Yeah, like I said, a yeah. few points or a solid ability. I think it is yeah. worth fle- the flexibility. So yeah. we're going um, to. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, if if you want to run the um, multiple uh, initiatives, definitely start off with the lowers. Um, that way, you you have. Um, you have a lot more of the the wiggle room to try and uh, uh, add upgrades. Yeah. Whereas if you're starting to look into like the names and the aces, you're not going to have a whole lot of room and your play is going to need to be a hell of a lot better yep. uh, to try and make the most out of that list. And you, so if you're running start, a new start small, <laughs> start small. And if you're running a new list, learning the chassis is priority one yeah and then learning the pilot ability and remembering Mm -hmm. to trigger it and remembering to trigger your crew abilities and not forgetting that you have zam on one of your ships and you have to set a condition (laughs) card that doesn't help you at all Um, or you know you're sitting there as you know the entire enemy swarm is just going to town on quick draw and you're only gonna get to trigger the shot once because everybody burned it down Yep. Um, <sighs> so we're going to, we've got a, uh, it is just before the, well, just after the mini extravaganza and just before the announcement of our new points. <sighs> Everyone's been talking about it. We're going to do a quick hot take here before we sign off. Um, on what we kind of expect to see from the new points and the new theoretical rules or whatever it is that they're going to do. So I'm going to open us up, if that's all right, Drew. Go ahead, man. What I'm expecting is they said something big. I'm Mm -hmm. expecting essentially a five-point across-the-board pilot cost increase Mm. i expect they're going to encourage fewer ship lower ship counts and i would expect a similar increase to upgrades and pilot cards um i'm going on record as saying that now i fully expect to be wrong but uh, I expect by the time this is heard, we'll have the answer to what's happened. Yeah, well, but this is a fresh hot take prior. Yep. Um, so what do you got, Drew? See, now that's going to be interesting because I believe it was leaked at one point that the new Kylo and the Whisper is going to be around the 50 point mark. So that's going to be a five point increase. I, I'm not feeling it, man. Um, what I'm going to go ahead and say is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say a bomb price increase. Oh, that's uh, that's definitely needed. I 100% that, agree. That is 100% needed. I feel thermals is going to be, it's going to be up there. Probably, what are they now? Four? Three. Three? I'd Three probably for thermals, say more four for concussions. Okay, I'm going to say probably about four to five on thermals. Yep. Because um, that just seems insanely cheap. Um, 
I'm also going to go out on a limb, and this is going to be very, very specific. Zam crew increase. Oh. I uh, hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too. Zam crew increase is going to go up. Um, and for my fun, extremely hot take, where everybody is just going to, like, slap their head and go, oh, you poor idiot. I want to see defenders come down, okay? I want Vader to be, like, 100 points. I mean, he's not, but 110, Vader come down about five. There's some absolutely terrifying lists if Vader comes down in points. I'm telling you, man. It, that, but if everything where, else goes flag? up five, I'm... if everything else goes up five points, I'm okay with Vader coming down five. Yeah, I mean, it checks and balances. I mean, right? if Vader goes up to 120, that oh. would be... No. Yeah, I don't think it can get much else in that list at all. But yeah, I lose Juke on Rexler. Yeah. You're going to have a sad Rexler. Uh, he'll be fine. <laughs> it's I fine. Mean, you, you do lose a third of the cards in your list. Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that, I mean, bomb goes up. Like I said, yeah. bombs up. I love bombs. Um, I do think thermals need to come up. Yeah. Drew, do you think they will become more expensive than proximity mines? Proxies are at six, six? right now. No. Okay. Um, I don't think they're going to be as expensive as proxies. Uh, maybe see them equal, but not above. Mm-hmm. Uh, prox mines are one of the mines that do one of the ordinance that does guaranteed damage yeah it's guaranteed um i don't think it, we're gonna see thermals that high i mean for what they do and how amazing they are um they should be costed a lot higher but no i mean you've got a lot of chances to do damage but they are mm-hmm. chances to do damage i i don't see them going up above four but I won't be upset if they go higher. Yeah, um, I, I'm, Aces, I'm still holding on. I guarantee you won't be upset if they go higher. <laughs> no, no. Uh, also, oddly, swarms won't be upset if they go higher. No, 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 no. Although, uh, concussions, I they may go up. Concussions may go up at yeah. least one. They're another guaranteed damage. Yeah. Um. And I, I do love the thematic. I'm going to drop one. Here's a string. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, however, would be sad to see the list that is five tie bombers with thermal detonators and barrage rockets and Ugh. skilled bombardier go away because that's Ugh. just amusing to watch all of those charge tokens go out there. That- For those of you at home, you can oh. figure out how many charge tokens there are. <laughs> yeah. Tell it's, us a the, uh, <laughs> it, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, tell us in the description down below how many you think there are. And the closest one will. I, I, it will I, be right. Way to go. <laughs> huh? it, it, it'll be right. It will be right. Yeah. Um, just a th- thumbs up. Good job. Yep. So. All right. I think that's going to close this out for tonight. Um, right. Got anything else to add tonight, Drew? Or uh, is, can we have the releases now? Soon, 
soon. <laughs> Soon.to. Yeah, I'm just waiting for my gauntlets. Oh, don't get me started, dude. I'm excited. Five factions? Yeah. Oh, I still can't wait. I just noticed the back arc on that one. Forgive uh -huh. me, I'm late to the party. But <laughs> yes. Alrighty. Well, thank you for listening to the Steel City X Wing Podcast. I'm Jack. I'm Drew. Fly safe. <laughs> <laughs>